0: Welcome to the Mindful Moments for Families and Schools podcast. This is Kelly Winkler, your host. If you are a parent or a teacher who would like to have a more peaceful, calm, and centered environment, then you are in the right place. In this podcast, we will learn to weave yoga and mindfulness into your daily routines to help both you and your children be able to regulate your emotions, feel connected, and be resilient. I'm excited to share these incredible tools with you. So let's get started. Welcome back to Mindful Moments for Families and Schools. This is your host, Kelly. Today, I'm thrilled to have on best-selling author, Sarah Weiss. Sarah is a creative and passionate teacher who has inspired children for over 20 years. In GoGo Yoga for Kids, Sarah has combined her experience as a school teacher and certified kid and adult yoga instructor to introduce children to yoga in engaging and child-friendly ways. Sarah is the author of GoGo Yoga for Kids, a complete guide to yoga with kids, yoga lessons for children, and yoga games and activities for children. She is also the creator of the Kids Yoga Challenge postcards, the Kids Yoga Challenge app, and the online Kids Yoga and Mindfulness Teacher Training, which has trained thousands from all over the world on how to energetically and effectively teach yoga and mindfulness to children. Sarah holds a master's degree in education as well as bachelor's degrees in early childhood and elementary education. She is a teacher for West Des Moines schools and leads kids yoga classes for a nationally known health and fitness club. Her go-go yoga for kids, teacher training and books are found in over 200 health clubs, gyms and schools across the US. Sarah enjoys visiting schools, events and leading workshops and trainings to help others introduce yoga to children through the use of engaging lessons with games poses music movement and literacy i am so excited for you all to hear this conversation with sarah today she is a wealth of information uh, through all her experience as both a classroom teacher and as a kids yoga teacher and author I'm just thrilled to have her on. So let's get right into this conversation. Enjoy. Hi, Sarah. I'm so excited to have you.
1: Oh, hi, Kelly. Thank you so much. I've been looking forward to this.
0: Oh, I'm so glad. Well, I always like to get started just by hearing a little bit about you and your journey with your own yoga practice.
1: Oh, yes. Yes. I'd love to share. So I think, Kelly, how we are so lucky to be living in a time where yoga is so accessible. You know, I we can take, especially during this pandemic, you know, we can take classes online, you know, the gyms and studios are opening back up. And I think, I think about how fortunate that, you know, we are with that because when I grew up in a small town, in the middle of Iowa, you know, yoga wasn't even a thing. It wasn't even an option. So I didn't really Exist in my life until after I was married and I had children of my own. And I think back at this time period, about um, 12 years ago, 15, well, longer than that, 18 years ago, and how like a workout to me was you had to be red-faced and sweaty, and otherwise it didn't really count. And so my kids were little um, when I discovered yoga, and I at this time was teaching full time and being trying to be super mom with them at home and in the evenings and also in the early mornings I was heavily involved with training for triathlons and marathons and this kind of goes back to that sweating and that intense workout and I just I was pushing myself so hard um up every morning early to these workouts swimming biking running and I just pushed myself to the extreme so you know of course something has to give and I think about how I was in this best shape of my life on the outside on the inside I was I was just a mess um I wasn't sleeping. My hormones were kind of depleted and I was just trying to balance all these things. So the turning point was during this half marathon race and I was giving it my all and I felt this horrible shooting pain in my hip and ignored it or tried to ignore it and persevered. And at the end I was just hobbling in a lot of pain. Um, so I made an appointment with an orthopedic surgeon and he confirmed that it was a labral tear. So he said I could either have Hip surgery. This is my early thirties or I could change something. And so that is how I found yoga. So I, I know. And I just, am so thankful. I mean, I wasn't, I still run and work out, but it's just at a different pace. And it's more of a more mindful for sure. But that first yoga class, and I'm sure you probably have a similar story with, it was like everything, you know, your mind calm, mm-hmm. body healed. You felt amazing. So I would go to this Sunday night class and I would come home and I would show my kids all these poses and we'd laugh in the living room and we'd fall down and we'd try them all in crow pose and headstands and handstands against the wall. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was just fun showing them, showing them everything. So I just knew that I needed to, um, in my life in the future, introduce this to kids in some way.
0: I love it. I, I love hearing everybody's story. Everybody comes at it from such a different way. And, um, always some, some kind of, you know, thing happens, you know, your injury, or, you know, somebody Mm -hmm. else, you know, has maybe mental health issues, or something comes up in their life. And it just some, for some reason, that's the time that you were meant to, to find yoga. So I, I love that. So if somebody is looking to start their own yoga practice, for themselves, What would be your recommendation of how to get started? Because I think a lot of people maybe feel overwhelmed, like they don't know there's now there's so many options, like you said, which Mm -hmm. is amazing, but can also be a little bit overwhelming. And some people have like a misconception sometimes about what yoga is. So what would be some tips you could share if somebody's Uh looking to get started? Yeah, you're exactly right, Kelly. Just kind of letting go of those preconceived
1: notions, you know, and, you know, we have Instagram and all these amazing people doing these poses and yoga doesn't, you know, always look like that. It looks different on everybody. And I remember, you know, for starting, I'd I'd get there early to class so I could have a spot in the back and kind of just watch and take it all in. And and that's okay. And I remember um, one of my early yoga teachers saying that yoga is... Is, is, is breathing. You know, you can't have the yoga without the breath. And she would say how there, she'd have many students in class that would just be in child's pose, just breathing. And that is yoga. And that just immediately took the pressure off, you know, because without the breath, you don't have the yoga. So I kind of mm. just feel like, yeah, just kind of just getting started. And like you said, there are so many options now to just do it in this way that you can just ease into it just as comfortably as, as slow as you want.
0: That's that's a really great uh, point. Is just yeah, little little at a time, and try try different things. And you're right, let go of the expectation of what you think it's supposed to be. Like I I avoided it for a while because I'm not very flexible, so I always thought that I couldn't do yoga because I really couldn't even touch my toes. But right. we all know that that's not true. <laughs> right, right, right. So yeah. yeah, that's really a good tip, and absolutely the the breath work. Um, was my way in that was that was my favorite and still one of my favorite things to teach because uh, I just think it's so life-changing because you you can just do that anywhere you don't need to be on a yoga mat to to do your breath work so yes yeah I love that so true yeah so then when you already mentioned that you were a classroom teacher so Mm -hmm. when did you start sort of introducing yoga to children yes so um so I kind of had the
1: loving kids part and the loving teaching part. And then, you know, the yoga came into my life. And I think about, I, I knew I was going to, I've always loved kids and being with them. I knew I wanted to be a teacher from the time I was a little girl. And my mom stayed home with my siblings and I, when we were little, and she babysat kids at her house. And I was constantly reining them into my little makeshift classroom. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, with homemade worksheets and math problems and story starters. And I take them outside and leave them in these PE games and stretching. <laughs> and, and then I, I just laugh because then the real kids weren't around and I would use my stuffed animals. And so I was just constantly just yeah. <laughs> that teaching. So I did go to college to be a teacher and um, got my bachelor degrees in elementary education and early childhood. And then I continued on to get my master's degree in education. Um, and I still have a teacher that I just finished up my 21st year of teaching. And wow. let me tell you what a year.
0: Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I just,
1: I look back and we just um, got out of school last week and um, it's, it was yeah, it's something I never thought I would experience, but it was amazing how, um, you know, just everyone pulled together and I'm sure I hope you felt that way too with you know in your area just it was a learning experience no one knew exactly what to expect things were constantly changing
0: yes and I, I you know I'm, I'm no longer in the classroom myself but um you know just have so much um, admiration and um just props to all the teachers over this past year, year and a half, and because mm-hmm. right, everything was flipped upside down on its head, mm-hmm. <laughs> and everything that we knew uh, as educators uh, was sort of you know pulled out from underneath us. And so, I just uh, you know thank you for 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 <laughs> what you did, and for all the teachers out there. I mean, Aww. pat yourselves on the back because it was a tough year yes, <laughs> for sure. It
1: was. It was. We made it. it's yes. getting better and better for sure. <laughs> So, um so yeah with my teaching and then um so when I, when I first started teaching the yoga to kids um it was at that same local gym where I started as an adult I and this was 12 years ago and it was yoga for kids is pretty much not a thing in the Midwest at all um and I approached them about starting some classes and they agreed to it and that was how I got my start and I remember you know then you know you didn't have um You know, they didn't have a place or yoga mats or anything for these kids. So I was making do and sweeping up Cheerios and goldfish from the party room. You know, (laughs) for classes. And I just think about how, yeah. (laughs) But um, it was it's such a, a life changing moment because um, with kids, I knew that. It wasn't going to be like the 60-minute vinyasa hot yoga flow that I like. You know, it was going to be Mm -hmm. kid-friendly. We were going to be superheroes and ninjas. And um, I remember scouring the internet, um, just wanting, you know, some kind of ideas or framework on how to teach yoga to kids. And looking on Amazon, and there wasn't really, there wasn't anything at the time. We're so lucky now to have so many beautiful picture books and you know things for kids. But back then, there wasn't anything. I remember the only book I could find was. Um, do you remember those? They're orange and white. They're called the Complete Guide, the Idiots Guide to Teaching. It was a whole series for a thing, like a Dummies mm-hmm. Guide kind of thing. Yeah. There was Idiots Guide to Teaching Yoga to Kids, and that was the only resource. Um, and the title was a little off-putting, but it's it's okay. Um, it's not even available anymore. Like I said, we're so lucky to have resources now. But I couldn't find I couldn't find anything. A step-by-step approach. And I am like a step-by-step person just from being a teacher and having my lesson plans. And I just, yeah, I wanted to know exactly what to do and say. So that resource didn't, those resources didn't exist. So I decided to take these lesson plans that I was writing and creating um, for kids in my classes. Um, After my, I would teach my classes, I would kind of tweak and perfect them. So they'd go a little bit even smoother next time until I really had it down. And so that's kind of what led to Go Go Yoga for Kids and the resources.
0: I love it. And, and it, it's it's so great because you were just kind of diving in, not really, like you said, not really knowing there were not a lot of resources. We are so lucky now to have mm-hmm. cards and books and yes. so many training companies and and so many things out there for us to pull from. But it's incredible that you were able to just kind of like dive in and really sort of create something that worked well for you and for your students. So I, I love that, that, that came from, you know, the place of, you know, you actually doing it and tweaking yeah. it and, you know, yeah. it's, it's great and your resources are, are yeah. amazing. So oh, you, thanks. you started compiling, well, how did you then actually create the book yeah. and you started just compiling your yeah. lessons and what were the I steps? Did. You, you know, and I,
1: it was, it was years in the making, you know, cause I would just, teach them, perfect them. And, you know, with kids, it's never perfected. That's not the right Right. word to use, but yes, yes. Um, But um, I knew I... I knew I had to share it with others because I had struggled so much to find how to do it. And what I was doing was working and I wanted it easier. I wanted yoga to for kids to be accessible and I wanted it to be fun and not to be stressful. I mean, I was spending hours and hours and hours on my classes just trying to put it together. And and I felt like I did have this do have this great framework that kids do. Um, connect well with and it does get them moving and engaged and having fun and it's silly but yet it's also mindful you know we breathe in bring in the breath work and the mindfulness techniques and we've got um, challenges and just all sorts of you know things that kids enjoy doing and a lot of group things partner things so the first book um, came out in 2016 a, a complete guide to yoga with kids and that is the framework on exactly what to do and say. It's kind of basically what I, exactly what I wanted when I was searching everywhere, um, Mm -hmm. how to teach professionally, you know, because I moved on from just teaching at that gym, you know, and would lead events and classes and travel other places. It's, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. And then, um, the second book then, um, Yoga Lessons for Children came out and that was, um, exactly what the teachers want them is just chock full of lesson plans. Um, a lot of them are based on storybooks because we have these beautiful, wonderful storybooks by these incredibly talented authors. Incorporating their storybooks in with um, with the whole entire class, so it's very theme related. Um, there's a whole section on the book about what to do if you don't have time to plan and you don't have props. You know mm. how to pull together because we, yeah, we're busy people. And then the third book. Um, Go Go Yoga for Kids: Yoga Games and Activities that came out last March, right before kind of COVID hit the world. (laughs) I know, (laughs) and it's it's good. It's a great book. It's um, it's got over three hundred games, large group, small group, individual. Kids love to learn through playing games. It's a fun way to teach the poses and the mindfulness and the breath work through um, storytelling and through games. So it's just kind of like an encyclopedia of all kinds of games for different scenarios. So they were always, these three books were kind of planned as a complete set and it's just, I feel, I don't know, I feel just so humbled and and thankful that, you know, it was a, a huge learning process, you know, doing all of that. And, um, I don't know. I just I love seeing them out in the world and helping others and making a difference.
0: Yeah, it's so great because um, it's starting to I mean, it's kids yoga is just growing and growing. And so it's so wonderful that um, you have such an accessible resource to help people. You know, not everybody can take the time or have the funds to invest in a full kids yoga training Mm -hmm. and um you know so your resources are are fabulous to to get out to these teachers and really you know help them to to get their classes to like you said that framework is really important that you get all the pieces of yoga in your you know in your class so Mm -hmm. so that's great
1: thanks kelly yeah sure
0: Do you do you use yoga in your classroom at school? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's
1: a yeah, a great question. Um, we do. I do a lot of visualization. Um, we're not, you know, up and playing the games and doing that kind of thing. Although I will lead them once in a while, like in some mm-hmm. outside things, and um, we. We still have to be a little bit careful with the word yoga here in the Midwest. It's coming along. It really, really is. But more mindful movement, I guess, sure. type of thing. It just is how it is. And it's, it's come very, very far. And I love seeing it you know, offered more in schools. And I definitely incorporate it. Um, definitely the mindfulness and the, the breathing um, will do. Yeah, it's, it, it has made a difference in my classroom for sure. Definitely.
0: Yeah, I think those, those little tools can be so helpful in a classroom. You know, there's, there's so much um, anxieties and stressors that, that can come up in the classroom for kids, whether it be academically or socially, and those little pieces of mindfulness and breath work and and things like that can be, can be really helpful to just kind of like squeeze into your day here and there for transitions and all of that. You're exactly right, Kelly. It doesn't need to be a 45 to 60 minute class. No, squeezing
1: it in here and there. Like if we're in line waiting for something, you know, we'll balance and tree pose, you know, just anything to kind
0: of keep them. Yeah. Keep them engaged. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Totally. What age group do you teach now? Yeah. So I, um,
1: I teach creative writing. So I have kindergarten through fifth graders, not all at the same time, but they come to me for classes. So, um, I've done that for several years. I was kindergarten before that, and that was very, very fun. And so I got my
0: start. So I've been very fortunate to be able to work with variety of ages. I love that. I love that your elementary school has a creative writing specific class. That's
1: really, really neat. It is just a dream because I, I mean, I just love that whole writing component. And of course, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. And kind of, yes, it really, it really is. Like I said, we use a lot of visualization. So I am able to tie in kind of the, a little bit of the the yoga as
0: well. Yeah. I I actually did an episode about that, about how using guided meditations and visualizations can then translate into helping kids uh, be more creative writers. So Mm -hmm. that goes really well together. That that's fun. That's Mm -hmm. really neat. Well, I also want to talk about how you created a, an app, a kids yoga challenge (laughs) app. I, I am, I'm, I'm intrigued how you even got (laughs) that started. (laughs) Oh,
1: well, I can't, I can't, I'll tell you the story. So it was, yeah. So after the the first book came out, I, I knew I needed to have some, some visuals, you know, once again, we're so lucky now to have so many postcards, like we talked about, you know, available, but at this time um, this, there were not a lot of visuals and I use a lot of visuals for my yoga games, you know, where yoga bingo and yoga memory, musical mats, four corners. You know, I'm, I love having the visuals for kids for sure, because that way they don't have the stress to remember exactly what does triangle pose look like or what Mm -hmm. does yeah just having those visuals and didn't have any so um we went we designed some and they're printed here locally and this this leads to the app it's just kind of um so the the kids yoga challenge postcards um they're actual cards and like (laughs) um they, like, they took off like crazy on Amazon in the UK and it kind of became a little, my kids are teenagers now, but it's kind of a, a little joke in our family, a little sweatshop because we get these cards delivered thousands and thousands and they need to bag them and put the stickers on them and box them and we ship them all over the world. And it's just, it's been, it's been a blessing. It's been fun to see those take off. But so my husband saw the app comes in. He just, he's an entrepreneur himself and he just could not believe this. Demand over these yoga postcards. He was just in shock of it all as the kids are bagging and stickering and <laughs> complaining a little bit. Yes, yeah. so he um, he's he's pretty techy, and so he took the postcards. Um, they have little mantras under each pose, um, and they're starred level of difficulty, so you can start with the level one and work your way up to level five. Like the crow pose would be a level five, and bridge pose, um, wheel pose, and then they have like I said, the little mantras with each post. So he took those and he put them, he learned how to make an app. Like he created it and then he surprised me with it for my birthday. And it was just, it was really neat.
0: Oh my goodness. That is such a great story. Yeah. That is really, really neat. And so that, that um, app people can just download to their iPad or their phones. And
1: and then It's it's available
0: for iPhone first. And now it's
1: on Android as well. It's just, Something kind of fun and, you know, cause kids are so, you know, I just, and I see it with my own, just that struggle. I know all parents with the struggle with the screen and, mm. you know, just being so passive in front of the screen, but, um, it's, it's engaging, you know, cause the kids will, you know, can flip the pose and then try the pose. So I feel like they're getting the movement in the mind yes. as well too.
0: Yeah, but the kids are a little more uh, into it, I think, when it when it shows up on a, on a screen for some reason. Oh, exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so that's great. That is such a great story. Uh, yeah. I love it. So do you have a, a like top tip if there are teachers out there that want to start sharing yoga with children or maybe new kids yoga teachers or even parents that want to start to share yoga with children? What What's a top tip that you might give them to start introducing it
1: yes yes I think this kind of goes back to um it's going to be talked about in the classroom too it just starts small start small with it you know we're so lucky to have so many resources and visuals at our fingertips now um like with kids you know especially with the stress and anxiety from the pandemic and everything I think incorporating it into you know, a little morning routine with some simple stretches or an evening routine to kind of calm down, wind down, Um, being more mindful for sure. Just um, yoga doesn't have to be like a set. Now we're doing yoga kind of time. You take it outside. It's, you know, being in nature and just being and noticing the things around you, leaving the screens at home, just becoming Mm. more just present, I think is just so huge right now
0: yeah that's a that's a really great tip just just having your just noticing having your kids just notice their environment notice their body right their feelings all of that stuff and just being in that present moment is a really great place to start mm-hmm. yeah that's a great tip do you have a favorite yoga teaching moment that you want to share with us oh i i do um
1: i have lots but uh, i think the one that kind of is a full full circle moment it's it's kind of special and near and dear to my heart I, Think back to this um, first yoga session that I offered at my local gym. This was 12 years ago, and I had um, it was the first time it was you know offered, and I had half a dozen kids sign up, and they were all boys and all preschool age. <laughs> 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 yeah, we can laugh because we know yes. they're, they're busy. They're busy <laughs> at preschool age, and, and um, two boys were twins, Navid and Omid, and um, they're they're new to the co- they were new to the country, and the mom told me that. She wanted them to, you know, learn some English and just really settle down and <laughs> that kind of thing. And I poured my heart into that. Yeah, that that first um, all my classes I do, but this was a um, really special because that's um, we were in ninjas and you know superheroes. I was doing everything to you know get these young boys involved and doing yoga poses and smiling, laughing, having fun. Um, and I know I knew Navid and Omid. You know, I knew they didn't understand all of it, but you know, I had a lot of pictures and visuals that I was pulling out, and a lot of props, and they were getting it. They were getting into it, and as the weeks progressed, they were definitely engaged and a lot of fun. And then, um, when my first book came out, and this was years and years later, um, I had a, a book signing at a local bookstore, and I did like a, a kids yoga class, and, and then the book signing, and then InWok, Navid, and Omid as these teenagers. Oh. You know, Oh, so neat and they you know told me that they remembered my class and how much fun it was and they remember miss sarah and in the yoga and it was it was just really really cool oh yeah. i have chills was, i yeah, love it. it yes i know it yeah it still gives me chills thinking about it and so yes. i guess you know it just you know, at the time you may not know we are making a difference or you know you it just we we do what we do but just keep at it and keep shining your light. Cause you know, you may not see it at the moment, but you know, you are making an impact.
0: I love that you chose that story for two reasons, for that reason that you just said, because they, they come back to you. And this is something, these skills that we are teaching are something that these kids can just use for the rest of their lives, right? So many times we have active kids activities and you know being on a sports team of course they're learning things you know other than just the sport they're learning how to be on a team and how to work together and how to work hard and dedication and all of those things but I think the skills that we can give kids in a yoga class are just so powerful that and and they're just lifelong they can use them for the rest of their lives and you just never know when they're going to remember those. It could be, you know, they could get into college and all of a sudden start feeling anxious and stressed and they'll be able to pull up some of those breathing things that you practiced or, or whatever that might be. And you never know when they're going to, they're going to um, pull from what, what you have taught them, even as look as a preschooler, that's amazing. So I, I, I love that story for that reason. And I also love it because they didn't speak the language and That is also another really powerful thing that sharing yoga, you don't even have to speak the language of the children that you're sharing it with. And I have a, a a story that was popping up in my head as you were talking, because I went to uh, this was a couple of years ago, but I went, I was teaching at a preschool. I would go there once a week and as an enrichment class. And uh, they had a new student who was uh, an ESL student and it was his very first day and i go i went there in the, the late afternoon and um, the teachers came in with the students and everybody was always so excited to come into yoga and in walks this new student holding the teacher's hand. And she says, we have a new student. And she introduced me and she said, he doesn't speak English. It's been a really hard day. I don't know if he's gonna participate. He's been upset all day and we've just been trying to do our best to, to get him to you know to participate a little bit. So I'm gonna sit over here with him and we'll see if he wants to participate. And, you know, wouldn't you know it, I uh, you know, less than 10 minutes into the class, there he was with a smile on his face mm-hmm. and doing the yoga poses. And the teachers were just there. You could see their eyes. They were like, yeah. amazed, right? Yeah. They had been trying all day to try to engage him in something. And, and he just he, he just, for some reason, the yoga spoke yeah. to him, and it was so beautiful. And he was just so excited every week coming to yoga after that it was like kind of like his first and even the other kids started to engage with him during the yoga class that first day, because, you know, probably the rest of the day they didn't really know how to interact with him because he didn't speak their language and here they were able to engage through the yoga practice. So I love that you told that story. It, it brought that back for me. So oh, thank you. You gave me chills, Kelly, with uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> it was beautiful. It's one of it's oh, one of, like my favorite it. my favorite oh, yes. teaching moments. Yeah. Yes. It was yes. great. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Well Thank you so much for, for everything so far that you've shared with us. Is there anything else you want to share with our listeners? And then of course, tell us where we can connect with you, where we can buy your postcards and your books and, and all the things. Yeah, so thanks
1: Kelly. Um, And I want to thank you too, for the work that you're doing, you know, bringing the yoga and the mindfulness to so many people through your podcasts and connecting others. I mean, it's just, it's beautiful. So thank you for everything you're doing. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, so um I'm at go go yoga kids on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook and all the, the fun social. So I love connecting, I love connecting with others through that for sure. Um and that's how we connected too, Kelly. Was yes. I think that's that's just wonderful. Um and then yet the books are on Amazon and the yoga postcards and the app is in the app store. So it's just tons of fun. And I love having um like that's one beauty about a being a teacher is, you know, it's like, um, that's when I create as a summer, like, I'm so excited for the months ahead and winter break. And, you know, I just feel very fortunate to be able to, I'm excited to create some new resources and to keep, to keep on.
0: Yeah, well, I'm excited that, that I hear that you're going to be creating again. Definitely keep us posted and, and let, let me know when some new things are coming out. And I will definitely let the listeners know. And and um, uh, again, thank you so much for everything that you do. And I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to, to join me. Oh, thank you so much, Kelly. for joining me on my mission to spread peace and joy by introducing children and families to the power of yoga and mindfulness. I could not achieve this goal without all of you listening and trying these tips with the kids in your life. If you enjoyed this episode and found it helpful, please subscribe and leave me a review. If you would also suggest this podcast to parents and teachers, I would be so grateful. If you would like to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at Mindful Moments for Families and on Facebook at Kidding Around Yoga with Kelly. For more information on my offered programs, such as yoga classes for children and adults, workshops and professional development, and corporate chair yoga, visit my website at kiddingaroundyoga.com Kelly. I'll see you all here on our next episode But in the meantime, remember, take a deep breath.